1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wolves Fancast YouTube channel for a very, very special episode uh, in the wake of Julen Lopetegui being appointed as the new Wolves manager from the World Cup break onwards. Uh, Myself and Tom are really delighted to bring to you uh, a man who's probably the authority on uh, Spanish football, especially in the UK, uh, featured uh, heavily on the La Liga coverage since the late 90s, I think, would you say, Guillaume? Uh, It's Guillaume Balaguer.
0: You can say that. Since yeah. 1997. By the way, hear me out. Okay, ready? Yulen, Lo Yulen,
1: appreciate that. No, I, I, I was actually going to ask you about a, a correct pronunciation. So um, no, I, I do Yulen. appreciate
0: that. Thank you for that. It's uh, for you know for those that stood Spanish, you may be surprised because it's a J. A J is who hu, no Yulen, but in uh, in he's obviously from the Basque country and in in uh, the ba- okay. in ba- Yulen sounds like a like that like a why yulen
1: okay good because that is a point i need to clarify myself clearly <laughs> no, that's all good um we'll get right into it we haven't got too much time it is match day we have brighton uh, to go and beat uh, shortly yeah. um but I, I think to to start with um obviously uh, you've you've alluded to some of the insight around the appointment um in a video on your twitter feed uh, earlier today do you think Lopetegui would have joined the club had it not been for some involvement from a certain George Mendes. Do you think this would have been an option for us?
0: Uh, it helps, uh, no doubt. Uh, he obviously, all the negotiations were taken by Carlos Bolero, who's a very discreet but very good uh, agent who is close to Georgia Mendes. So he wasn't directly Mendes, but in any case, um, it helps if you actually are going to a place where not only you are appreciated, you're going to be working with people that you know. Um, so the references that he got from the club were direct, um, in which case you are talking about, you know, going going from um, from the uncomfortable situation of, uh, of being out of a job to a place where you know you're going to be respected and the promises that are given to you are going to be delivered. This is so important especially having been where he's been, you know, especially at, at Real Madrid, you, um, it was the wrong choice, not because he's not a magnificent manager, it's because the president um, prefers managers and the, and the team as well, prefers managers that um, let things go and let players do their thing and, uh, and are respectful to the chairman and stuff like that. And, Quite clearly, Julen not only was respectful, but was, was trying to put in place a, um, a structure to the team, um, something that perhaps the, the the players didn't accept so gladly. Uh, and all that went on the back of him having to accept Real Madrid because it was his home. But that now with the context, you think it's better if you go to a place where, where you know where you're heading, where you know there is a plan, there is a project, and where you... All of a sudden, as soon as you walk in, you become a very key part of it, not just the coach that has to follow certain ways like he was at Ramon.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it, we, all, we all understand the kind of the Mendes influence at the club. And um, it's been positive uh, in, in in the large part. And I think we're all really happy with the fact that uh, Lopetegui is, is going to be our new manager. In terms of um, his coaching principles, he spent time, obviously, uh, in his youth at Real Madrid. Um, he spent time under Johan Cruyff uh, at Barcelona as well. Um, is there things from the way he he manages the club that he's drawn on those experiences, would you say?
0: No doubt. At Real Madrid, you learn to compete. Uh, that is, that is the, the highest of demands. And you recognise, um, if you're able to do that, if they push you towards the next stage and then you get into the first team. That means mentality-wise, you are very strong. But I do believe that he's more of a Johan Cruyff than a Real Madrid manager, if you like. Um, he likes uh, a very modern four-three-three system a lot of the time uh, where the physicality mixes well with possession, building from the back, uh, pressure high, high intensity. I always said in the best Sevilla, that under Lopetegui, that it was the most Premier League club there was, team there was, because they they applied high tempo and intensity to everything they did and it was continuous. It wasn't just, as it happens a lot of the time in Spain, where where you go for pressure high and then when you recover the ball, you go, all oh, right, let's go to rest and start over. No, it was like, boom, 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 all the time. And and that made Sevilla so difficult to beat. Uh, they didn't have the quality up front that allows you to resolve problems very quickly and games very quickly. So they had to um, continue backing this idea that collective answers were going to take them further, which they did. Uh, in fact, with Sevilla, uh, in a way, a, a team not dissimilar to uh, to Wolves in that they they don't have the best players, but sometimes they send cleverly and the coaches have to maximize the potential and push them, keep pushing for players to be sold eventually, maybe, but in any case, to be the best that they can be at that point. Now, he did that with Sevilla and took Sevilla to um, three consecutive years to the Champions League, which they've never done in history. But uh, as with always in life, um, it gets to a point that for a bunch of reasons, a lot of reasons, and I don't know if we'll have the time to explain them all here, but at Sevilla, um, I think the best decision was to just take a, a step aside uh, and uh, recover energies, because I, I felt he was really tired at the end. And... And just look for another project once his personal situation was was kind of resolved. Yeah, um,
1: many thanks to those of us, uh, those of you who joined us live today. Uh, please do be sure to subscribe to the channel. Um, I'll bring in Tom here, and um, Tom, uh, I think you had a question lined up for for game as well. Yeah, I was just going to ask. You, has he got like a really trusted backroom team, a team that he he takes with him at each club? Are we expecting a, a sort of a revolutionary new sort of team in, in that regard um, you know trusted coaches that he uses
0: yeah he's got his assistant Pablo Slanthan he's got people around him that he's uh, been joining uh, through his uh, through his career I think that it's always good to have a little bit of a refresher somebody that brings something new and generally that tends to be somebody that's already in the club uh, and we'll have to find out if if that's the case I imagine something like that would happen but um, but. It's so important to have the right coaching staff. And I think he got the right balance of people that are willing to say to him, some of them former players um, who have played at the highest level, who were willing to say to him, maybe not this way or, or you know, yes, let's go for it. And and he gets that. He certainly gets that. Uh, as I say, these are people that have learned their trade in Spain mostly, but that have stood it, uh, the trends of football. That happened a lot, for instance, in the um, during the pandemic. Uh, many coaches did that, not just Yulen, uh, but I know that Jülin and Paulo uh did study where football was going, where where it was coming, where it was going, and to try to apply to their own teams. And what they identified was was that that the, phys- the physicality of it is important, and this is not about being the tallest or the strongest, but to have en- enough energy to do the kind of uh, stuff that he likes the, the team to do, and it is. Uh, required that kind of energy from himself, which is the, the first one to deliver it. Um, the worst thing that could happen to the coaching staff is that he doesn't bring his family with him because that means he'll be 24 <laughs> seven. And, uh, and that is a, a a lot of dueling, but in any case, whatever happens personally, yes, he, he leads by example. You'll see in the, in the, in the technical area, how he is constantly reminding players of their job or what they have to do of the, Again, the intensity that they have to apply, the the the, the uh, apply constantly as well. So no time to drop, and you know it's, it's only ninety minutes, but you have to give absolutely everything, especially now that you have the possibility of making changes and and uh, and all that. But in any case, uh, it is energy is very important, and it has been important to have a break for him and for the coaching staff, some of which stayed in Sevilla, um, who wouldn't <laughs> if you could. And uh, and they just felt uh, feel ready now for take on what it is a really difficult job. Not not so much because of what quality of the squad is or or the results. It's just dynamic when you when to change the dynamic is the hardest thing in football. You start doing things differently to how you ever did it, and then you start doubting. And if doubt is spread throughout the squad, and I see that there is doubt, when... when uh, doubt and, and too much. Uh, what would be the word? Perhaps too much simplicity in the way the team plays. Uh, what he's going to add is layers of, of of you know tactical knowledge of of different responses to whatever happens on the pitch. And um, but you hope that he applies that very quickly because because uh, the situation is difficult.
1: We've oh. actually got some live team news uh, announced, obviously for the game today. Um, I think a lot of Wolves fans would suggest that this is an underperforming group of players, given the talent that they have. GM, who do you think stands to benefit the most from Yulen and his his management?
0: I think Roen, for certain, for instance, but not not just him. I mean, the, you, 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 he's identified that this is a squad that has got a lot of talent, and as exactly as you describe it. With the potential to grow a lot um, so it will be a matter of uh, of uh, identifying first I imagine a, uh, a a group of players that uh, can uh, can affect games straight away so with personality who know the role and then allow others that perhaps haven't been um, performing at the best to gain confidence confidence the mind is something that is big for him as well this is a model manager that uh, has obviously learned a lot by being in big uh, changing rooms, but he's applying all that to um, to, to the teams that he's got. Uh, so there are players there that, uh, that, as always, when a new manager comes, some will feel revitalized straight away because they will know that their role will be important and others that will doubt uh, further than they are doubting already. So it's a matter of uh, giving them confidence. And um, I'm not sure he will talk a lot about signings and stuff like that, even though quite clearly... The 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 squad needs it. Perhaps a striker, but in any case, it will be a a matter of discussing that one. You know, from now on behind the scenes. But right now, it's all about giving full confidence to everybody that uh, that are there right now.
1: Yeah, you mentioned you touched on the striker there. What what sort of profile does 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 he tend to go for? Is it the sort of you know the physical type striker? You know, I mean it's plain to see for anyone that you know Wolves obviously lacking goals and. Strikers needed. I know we saw some links to, to Mariano Diaz in the week, um, but what's the sort of you know profile that he tends to tend to like up front?
0: If you look at the teams, the last two teams, he didn't choose the players that much. Um, he could define what a profile should be, uh, and of course, at Sevilla you have uh, Rafa Mir, who is a, a striker that's big, but not a great head of the ball. He's fast and, and powerful, um, who of course has been in the in the Premier League already. Uh, and uh, you had in the city, who again is fast, not the greatest uh, finisher, which uh, even him not not working very well. Uh, and he has used I don't know each course as a as a as a false nine with the national side sometimes. So it will depend on he's adaptable to whatever that is, uh, as long as he scores goals, uh, and as long as he's not the only one scoring goals, uh, then then he'll uh, you know. He'll be fine. What you're going to see is a team that requires to have um, the ability to recover the ball early, uh, the physicality to actually do it high up the pitch if possible. They will build from the back, and they will have, yeah, tactical knowledge that uh, that would allow them to adapt to whatever happens in the in the game. You say all that, and it doesn't sound any sexy, and it sounds a bit boring. Oh, why? It's, you know, it does, doesn't he want one a, a winger like Traore that does you know, a million things, and then. We'll, we'll see. Certainly, as long as he gives everything that's required, then he will be an important player. But uh, but uh, in terms of names, I don't know. In terms of uh, uh, profile, it depends with everything else that the sides have got right now.
1: Yeah, I think we're all intrigued about how uh, Adama Traore fares under his management, for sure. Um, I think the Wolves fans have missed, in the last couple of years, a real kind of relationship with their manager, naturally had a good one with Nuno Espirito santo due to the success we we had under him um he Lopetegui obviously had a good relationship at Sevilla, given even at the end when things weren't going so well they were singing his name um at the at the end of his his tenure there in terms of how he builds a relationship with the fans is he is he kind of got a pitch side demeanor that allows that or what would you say he he, he looks at that That's
0: amount. an interesting one, because I, 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 with Sevilla, he went through different phases. Um, at the beginning, they were like, the fans were like, him? Really? I mean, things didn't work out on Real Madrid. Uh, and Monchis insisted, no, no, this is my man, because he's a really good manager. And he's not one to play to the gallery, to play to the fans, to, um, you know, to, to, uh, to do things that, that will please fans, not necessarily. He wants the team to talk for him. When when he was very strong is, of course, when doubts started in the last few months. And then he just he didn't hide. He he was there to explain why he thought, well, as much as he could, why he thought things weren't working. But by then, the fans had lost patience. Uh, interestingly enough, generally, that means they go against the manager. But here, there was a division. Some thought, yeah, Lopetegui um it's it's to blame because the squad now seems tired and you know squeezed every drop out of them, but most actually, when he, that's the directors of football job uh, he he in Munchy, a very famous one of course who's done so so well for Sevilla, hasn't recycled the side at the quality that deserved and um and right now, yes, it is a tiring. The squad, you can see there's no pace up front. They haven't got a goal scorer. A lot of things that, you know, they, they didn't replace well, especially Koundé and Diego Carlos, the two centre-backs. Yeah. So a lot of things that made life very difficult for the manager, and I think people understood. Anyway, I do believe in cycles, and, and there is a point where everybody looked around and thought, okay, this is, this is now not working. Somebody else will have to come in with new ideas, new energy. But the surprising thing that happened, as you mentioned, is that the day his last game at uh, Sevilla, when everybody knew that Sampoli was coming over? The uh, to, a couple of days later, he at the end of the game he was focusing the game, and then when it all finished, he was just going to go into the changing room as always. And Monchi said, "No, no, no, come up and uh, go on the pitch, because I think the fans want to say something to you." And and it was unbelievable. It was emotional for him, for everybody that was watching it, for the fans as well. The intensity, all of a sudden, they all realized that they had grown together to be a very competitive side, and uh, and they started chanting his name. This never happens. And some criticized Monchi for bringing him, putting him in that situation. Instead, I said to both Monti and Lopetegui, "What a brilliant thing! It was like being in in England. <laughs> These things happen more in England than in Spain, where like, just you know, enjoy the communion." And let everybody say goodbye to you, which which happened. And as I said, it, it, it touched him. Um, and that tells you that the, the 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 love that was between Sevilla and him wasn't wasn't the kind of blind love that you get when you're a teenager. It was a mature love of somebody that that, that understood what Sevilla wanted, how they want, how the fans want the team to play but also fans that have understood every uh, step along the way, what he's been doing and why at the end things weren't working. I, I've i insisted to him, to his people, um, that he needs to explain why he does things that he does. And he, he, he does that very well. His English is, is good. He's going to get better, but he's very good. Uh, and he needs to do that because you need to understand why things happen. And then even though you won't, I don't know, um, fall in love with his jokes or... How he will challenge the press because he won. Uh, he's respectful. He's a good guy. You won't get any of that. So he won't be, you know, he won't be on Sky Sports News starting the um, the bulletins every hour because of something he said. But just find out what he's doing because uh, then you will you will understand that the, the quality of the job that uh, that he's about to start.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, running out of time here. Uh, I think uh, we're all ready to. To go for kickoff uh, down at Molyneux today. But uh, before we go, um, Guillaume has been nominated for the Globe Soccer Awards uh, Best Football Journalist. And um, we'll be retweeting the link out to the timeline uh, on the Wolves Fancast Twitter feed. Uh, make sure you go and vote for him on there. Um, before we do, wrap up here, Guillaume, uh, one last question for you. Uh, Una Emre or Yulen Lopotegi?
0: For dinner, for <laughs> for Wigan for united. Well, which
1: which one of them is finishing higher in the Premier League table this season?
0: It's like choosing between mom and dad, you know. <laughs> 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 I love them both. I follow, what I do as a as a journalist or writer or analyst or whatever you want to call me, uh, it's get close to those managers that I I admire and see the work that they do, and both of them I, I've been. You know, like a like a fly on the wall of their careers from very early on, both of them, and to have both of them in the, in the Midlands, uh, and to have Carlos Corberán as well uh, to be to be nearby at West Brom, it's it's fantastic, and I cannot wait for that dinner with the three of them, uh, and that will happen soon, I hope, uh, because yeah, I, I really really like what the three of them do in in different ways, but sons of the same idea. They both, uh, they both are, ad- both uh, admirers of the uh, of the process, and uh, and you'll see that very soon. So that didn't answer, but you have to go. So there. Very <laughs> <a>
1: diplomat's <laughs> answer there. But, uh, appreciate that you've not upset any side of the Midlands uh, <laughs> with with that answer for sure. Um, but thank you very much for your time, Guillaume. uh As always, everyone that's joined us, please do like and subscribe to the channel, and we'll bring you much more content. I have uh, done a bit of uh, my own research into. Yuna Lopetegui's uh, time at Sevilla, um, from a kind of data and tactical perspective, um, you can find that on the on the on the channel as well. Uh, but for now, uh, it's goodbye from the three of us, and I uh, hope to see you all soon.